Okashina Podcast Anime with Friends. I am Sabrina Ray, and with me are Don and Victoria. Welcome! We're back with our Series 9. Is it 9 or 8? Um, <laughs> I, th- I think it is 9. Is it 9? Was was uh, was the last one 8? I think it might have been. Yeah. So we're in 9. We're in Series 9. And uh, we're covering the big O a series that uh, that did not do so hot in Japan when it debuted, despite the fact that it was coming on the heels of uh, Cowboy Bebop, which was quite beloved, I think. Although I think that actually didn't do well in Japan originally either, or at least like it got it didn't air it didn't air very much of its the show because it was violent. Oh, that makes sense. You know what's funny about that though is that it was everywhere, like. The big O was kind of like the secret I'd heard about, like spoken softly in dark rooms, like in the back room of the Gundam pro like plastic model shop, they would say like the big O and everyone would get like a O face or something, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, it's like uh, the thing that sets this series apart is sort of it's I don't know what to call it. It's steampunk art deco futuristic neo-futuristic noir style which has like dick tracy looking ass villains and dames in distress and androids and femme fatales and i mean it 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 basically is somewhat of a combination between a typical japanese giant robot anime and batman the animated series and james bond uh, and it's from the director Katayama Kazuyoshi and the same studio, as I said before, Sunrise. Um, and it was not a hit in Japan to the point where they just kind of like didn't even finish making the first season, I guess. But then it came over here and it was big enough. It was a big enough hit that they decided to, uh, was it Cartoon Network? Cartoon yeah. Network decided to fund the rest of the series or the rest of the episodes that have been planned so we have we have a lot of episodes but right now we're talking about season one and we're talking about episodes one through four and uh yeah let's just go around the horn you know and and talk about general impressions i mean i've already kind of given mine but one thing that i really like about this series i think that i uh I i spoke of what i liked about it earlier but the aesthetic um, and the sort of analog quality and the, the throwback. I, I didn't mention this in the in the influences or uh, about the series, but I think it does have a lot of Metropolis in it as well. It feels like steampunk without being steampunk. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Like the city, it, it's, it's got so many ideas crammed into it that it doesn't seem either interested in or (laughs) interested in engaging with in a meaningful way or kind of like providing closure or not even closure it's just like there there is details so 
one of the big things about the series is that there are these giant robots and some of them are considered gods. But the, the big thing is that the city of paradigm where it takes place, um, everyone has amnesia and they've forgotten what happened. What was it? 40 years ago. And so they're kind of living and, and, and people who remember who get these things called memories, which is almost like a, a valuable currency slash uh, cheat code. <laughs> it's like cheat mode that lets you like access this ancient technology and stuff because they've mentioned several times that the androids and the big robots have been around even before the memory loss. Uh, so the big question of the series is why did people lose their memory? And uh, what are these giant things? And like, what led to the downfall? Yeah, um, because it seems the environment is semi-post-apocalyptic. And I almost feel like the art direction went way harder than the uh, the narrative had any interest in keeping up with. Like the visually, I do think a lot of it is very striking and not necessarily the animation itself, but the artboards that are the background for everything. Like it, it does evoke these huge landscapes that are both decrepit but still alive like i thought they did a really good job of that um which does it's as you mentioned like there's all these mysteries you feel like the world is more fleshed out than really the narrative gives you any right to believe is in these four episodes you don't get too much taste because they're just trying to get you they're trying to get you caught up to speed on all this shit. And it's, it's a yeah. lot to take in. And it's also four a kind of, because at least one of those episodes feels like a total red herring. Um, I'm thinking of the one where they go out to the reservoir um, and there's this giant electric beast. And I, I mean, I haven't watched ahead. So I feel like that doesn't seem connected to anything. It's like very, like maybe a little bit in the memory loss and that's about it. And I'm like, I don't think this is going to connect to anything else that I'm ever going to watch in this series. So a lot of it is just sort of fan service to a show that doesn't have fans yet. What is this? It, it also introduces characters and that, that episode is specific to introduce the character of angel who becomes more and more like entangled with Roger we have to talk about Roger, though, the main character, because he is he's just a weird character, man. It's like a raconteur who is, you know, I mean, you said it right where he's Batman. Yeah. Like he's, not he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah. Not just like, oh, he's like, but no, he is the actual guy. He's got a butler. He's, you know, strong and athletic. He's a millionaire playboy. It's like, there's, it's everything. They were like, we're too lazy to like differentiate. So we're just gonna, just gonna go wholehearted. Like, yeah, he's got an elderly butler who might as well be named um, the same thing. I don't remember what he's named though. What's the butler? Uh, Norman. Norman. <laughs> right. It's a very butler name. Yeah. It, it just, it, it is kind of like the show. It's just somebody watched Batman the Animated Series and was like, what if this had giant robots in it? Right. That might and it might have just like literally been the premise, and yet it also kind of misses some of the heart that the Batman animated series had. Um, but then again, the Batman animated series was much longer. 
Well, and Roger himself, in spite of supposed to being a cool guy, like four episodes in, I don't really sense a lot of mystique about him. He's supposed to be sort of a, it's like a film noir or like a hard-boiled detective type. Yeah, he's um, an ex-cop, right? Or he's ex-military yeah, right. military police. He's ex-military police. And uh, he is now working as a negotiator. <laughs> it's Whatever that means. It's, it's a very important job. It's so I, apparently, nobody, apparently nobody else works. Just this guy who yeah. lives in a big building and has butler and like still manages to complain about everything. You you have a good point. Like he, if he was in the military police, either they paid really well or being a negotiator pays really well, or he was independently wealthy to begin with because nothing explains his incredible wealth. Yeah. It's not like his parents were killed by robots. I mean, you At know, least as like, far as we know. As How far as we he? know, sure. Like, we don't know that either. But Right, but it seems critical if people are like, oh, everyone lost their memories 40 years ago. Like, 40 years ago is a long time. So if you were six, now you're 46, right? You, like, you wouldn't have any useful memory. memories from being six. So anybody who was alive and like had useful memories, maybe it's got to have been 20 years. Are we misremembering this? No, we're definitely not. Um, I checked this beforehand. That, <laughs> I, 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 if I have watched ahead, the later episodes do explain, they, they explain that backstory stuff. Um, it sounds like you weren't impressed. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll get it out of the way. So like, I, I am, I am not a big fan of the big O. I mean, it's, 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 it, you know, it, <laughs> how can you not be a fan of the big O? I, you know, I think it's something that's going to be very much like it's, it's just, I think it's just not my thing, not my thing. Um, that it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be something where your mileage just really varies depending on what you're into it. This, this wasn't, this was not, this was not a click with me, but I mean, as I'll sort of explain later, it's like I'm interested in the context surrounding it. But right well, here, and I do have a question, uh, Victoria. Like, just for context, do you like the Batman animated series? Any of them? I watched it a lot as a kid. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. going to take that as like a no. You're like, yeah, maybe when I was a kid, but I'm not interested in it now. I mean, yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> fine. Exactly it. It just, so that means like, or I'm trying, the the thing I'm trying to get at is mm-hmm. this genre does not necessarily appeal. It's like the individual components that we referenced here are things that Sabrina and I think both like. So the fact that they are combined in a very poor substitute is okay for us. But for you, you're like, if we broke this down into its superior component parts, that doesn't do it for me either. So. I think that's a good take. Yeah. Okay. 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 But, that, and, but, that's a, but that's okay. I mean, yeah. I'm, I like being challenged. I also like being challenged to watch something I would, I probably just wouldn't have picked up my own too. So this is still like a good experience for me. Well, I want to hear more about your sort of opinion about, or what you've discovered about, uh, about the show and why it didn't click. Why, why Japan rejected it. And why, when it came here, we were like, give us more. So I haven't yet found the answer to why it didn't do well in Japan. I think what's really interesting is that, Big O, the Big O got you know it got a second life on Cartoon Network probably is part of probably is part of Adult Swim, and was like did it did well enough that they that Cartoon Network commissioned the second half of it, 
but since then the the show has kind of faded to obscurity and to me to me that's really fascinating to find out like kind of what what gives something longevity or not because some of the other some of the other anime that aired during that same time block like Inuyasha and Cowboy Bebop are like stone cold classics from my generation and Presumably, people have watched watched the Big O if they were watching if they were yeah. eating up Adult Swim. Like, what you know, what didn't what didn't stick about this? What you know, what made it interesting at the time and didn't and then eventually didn't stick, I guess. But that was one thing that interested me about covering this too is that you, Sabrina, had picked up the Blu-ray, seeming seemingly randomly from my perspective, and we're really excited to talk about it. So. So speaking of this longevity, like what, you know, what, what, what drew you to pick up this series like with, you know, cold. So for 20 years later, I don't know why, but when I was in Japan, I was rejecting the idea of style over substance for a while where I just didn't want any shows that were like super stylized that, that didn't immediately grab me with like plot or whatever I was into at the time. So I, I did not watch Cowboy Bebop until this year or last year. And I did not watch the Big O despite my friend Gary telling me like, you got to watch these two. And maybe it was because the voices that were telling me to watch it were so loud about it <laughs> that I just it rejected it outright. But this year I was like, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to watch Cowboy Bebop. And I watched it and I liked it. I didn't like, go absolutely bananas for it but i thought it was pretty good and so i said okay next i'm going to try the big o because i remember that people who liked cowboy bebop often recommended me both furikuri and the big o you know very stylish shows um i don't know if putting furikuri in that category is fair because it's a much shorter series it's much more to the point but Maybe not at this point. I think Cartoon Network's also commissioned like a million sequels for that. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I didn't actually watch any of that yet. And I have it here. I have the whole like entire series here. Um, so that might be something I look at later. But judging by the big O, you know, maybe there's diminishing returns on these kinds of things. Uh, it just feels like this show that I enjoyed... Uh, from what I've seen so far, um, that that tickles my fancy. Uh, I realized that it doesn't quite earn the slow pace that it's going at. Like, I accidentally put it into two times speed, and I was like, "This is great! <laughs> <laughs> this is so peppy and zippy, and we're getting to locations quickly." And uh. When it slows down, it feels like we're not really getting much either out of the characters or out of the plot. So I, it leaves me asking the question, what are we getting <laughs> other than an abundance of sort of style in jazz music, which does not sound as good at two times, but, you know, <laughs> it makes sacrifice. I imagine the jazz music itself would be particularly uh, poor in that environment it's like kenny g eurobeat speeds <laughs> yeah. that sounds pretty good <laughs> that, that actually does I, i'm gonna look this up later it must exist uh, the you would you know what sold me on it was just seeing the poster 
on the website, it it is it's it's very attractive in the way that sort of the Batman animated series had that look, you know, that sort of Art Deco, like not a timeless look, but like a look that feels like it came from another time, but not quite that time. It's not quite the Great Gatsby, you know. It's not quite that like era, but it feels like it somehow. And I kind of like that it, it, it exists there and in that like metropolis sort of looking like the robots are, are kind of ugly. <laughs> like the big dais, like the big O himself that he summons from underground. And luckily there's tunnels that go basically everywhere he has to go. Very much so, given that the thing transports by train. Yes. <laughs> which everyone which everyone's afraid of in 40 years, they just like. Everyone's like, what it sta- what's underground stays underground. Nobody nobody check out what's going on down there. So afraid of the dark. I mean, like, that, that's a plausible enough explanation for this. It's I guess. I, I mean I mean I mean I'm I'm not a, not super I'm not I mean I'm not super impressed with it either, but what, whatever, you know. Except yes as far as far as thing as far as things I can things I can accept, I've accepted worse. <laughs> no, and maybe there's like a, a greater meaning behind it. Like maybe the plan was to reveal that it's more like a circuit board that runs under the city and there's a certain clockwork nature to everything. I don't know. You know, I don't know where it goes from after the first season, but uh, it's supposed and- it's supposed to be New York, uh, New York New York City, I assume, but I guess it's like Batman derivative, so it's just kind of like bootleg Gotham City or whatever, whatever Batman. I want to ask about that, Don and Victoria. Victoria and I live near New York. You live in New York City, I guess, Mm -hmm. technically, right? Queens, but yes. And I live, I live and work, I work in New York City and I live near it and I've been there a lot. Uh, but there's things like that, like sort of like um, ski lift gondola thing that goes up, like the iron one that goes. Yeah, up the one the... that goes to Roosevelt Island. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of reminded me of it, and uh, but it also reminds me of the Philly version of that, which is which looks much more like that than the one that's in the show. I mean, the one that's actually in New York, and there was also. Um, there's also the harbor does not look like New York Harbor at all. It's 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 like, it's like New York is portrayed by somebody who's never seen it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And I don't um, think it's explicitly said, but like because I watched the head, there was one part, there was one episode they were talking about like 34th Street, and I'm like, oh, this is supposed to be New York, isn't it? <laughs> well, New York technically, as we'll find out in later episodes, is kind of like that that version of new york is underwater right and then this new version is there who knows how it got there etc cetera, etc cetera. but um, Hur- hurricanes i'm a big i'm fan. just making things up <laughs> <laughs> fair it's fair i'm a big fan of um of like the android character dorothy uh i know that there's some problematic bits there speaking of problematic i suppose we should just like discuss the <laughs> The writer of the show, who uh, <laughs> Chiaki Konaka, who, Chiaki J Konaka. Wait, J? What's the J stand for? John, apparently. I was hoping it was going to be like uh, I'd make another Simpsons reference, like when Homer finds out that his initials just stands for J J A Y. But anyway, not no, no such luck. No, no luck. Uh, 
he 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 ran afoul of some uh, controversy. So, you know, we we should probably just say that, you know, I mean, this is written by him, but it's directed by other people. And there's nothing in this that I can see that's like, well, if you want to talk about the controversy, Victoria, I think you're most well versed on it. Oh, I mean, just he's, he's, he went. He's a red pill type, basically. It's, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not particularly. I'm not. I'm not particularly torn up about it for this watch. Um, he did write another series I like, which I think most people like. Serial, like, serial experiments, Lane. Although I'm not like a super huge fan of it. It's in. It's in the category of like anime I like and would recommend, but I probably wouldn't watch again myself. I watched it when I was. Uh... When I was in high school, I think, or maybe call probably college, and uh, yeah, I I enjoyed that one too. I I think that this one is <laughs> they were going for a monster of the week type of thing where you know it's basically kind of like Power Rangers or Ultraman or something where like you know everything's pointing towards that big fight between the two robots, and uh, the robots. They're varied enough that they can be kind of entertaining. There's a kind of an ancient one underground, and and there's a really convoluted plot in the first two episodes, which I'm sure may have contributed to people kind of checking out early because it's like there's it starts with a hostage negotiation gone wrong, but it goes wrong in a way that's so so disappointing and so so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense really. Yeah. I do agree with you to just to go back to your previous point. Like Dorothy is one of the only interesting characters to start. Like once you sort of figure out that Roger is a Batman clone, like to me that sort of leeches all the, I'm like, Oh, well we know what this character is. Like this isn't exciting, but Dorothy is an enigma and is more interesting uh, to me. And I'm, and clearly appears to be connected to the past in some way. Um, and you wanted, or I wanted to find out more about her. It was one of the genuinely interesting bits. Um, yeah, and her personality is very charming in sort of a self-deprecating, not self-deprecating. Her Roger deprecating. What? A Roger, Roger deprecating. Yeah, Roger deprecating. <laughs> very true. <laughs> I like the put downs. I like I like her sort of like uh, stone cold quality. Um, and I like how little bits of warmth creep into her. Uh, little bits of like something more, something more than just a robot or an android that serves other people's needs. Although she ends up serving Roger pretty quickly and ends up being his maid, despite the fact that she comes in as, uh, well, I don't know what she comes in as. I guess she's not independent then either. But um, yeah, she's the whole thing with her and her big sister, quote unquote, is confusing. And also the fact that this guy who looks like he's already dead, who has like a Jaws shaped head, like when Jaws pops out of the water. Some of the character designs of this are so fucking weird. Yeah, I'm like a, ugly. Yeah, and ugly. So weird and ugly. It's like a combination between uh, like Lupin the Third and like I said, Dick Tracy. Like, um, but that guy shows up and he's like, He's like, um, he's like, this isn't my daughter. How could you not tell that it was an android, you dummy? And then later on, he's like, I don't have a daughter. <laughs> yeah, I never really, I didn't get it. 
and then he <laughs> and then he says addresses Dorothy as his real daughter, and also, also it's it's it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to follow for like the first two episodes that like the bad guy the bad guys for this episode it's like backlight apparently kidnaps Dorothy as like a I guess it's like a distraction or like a, some sort of hostage situation, like let's her go. But then once they get their, their giant robot, Dorothy one out, all of a sudden like, Oh wait, we can use Dorothy. And they, you know, because she communes with the beast or something. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like no, why did they just let her go? They had <laughs> like, her and they could have used her yeah. to access the robot yeah. that they later needed her for, but instead they used her as a decoy to get money that they then shot down with guns. <laughs> that was a lot of money. Did you see that? It looked like Haku from Spirited Away like going all the way across the street. It, it really it was, like, was yeah. a surprising amount of money. It's like <laughs> a suitcase of holding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh anyway um let's let's reset here for a second the episodes have all these little stylish flourishes too like they all begin with like a, a quote that's not actually from the bible i don't think uh i don't recognize it but the one that comes up before he uses the mon- the, the the big o is in the name of God, ye not guilty. Which doesn't make any sense. Like, is the big O judging Roger? I don't know. I assume that's gonna explain. I assume that gets explained later. The more, I mean, we yeah. hope, but I will I say this, Don. Did you notice that in the dub, instead of it being Deus, like God, it sounds like Deuce. <laughs> Uh, oh, I should have been watching the dub. That detail escapes me. I, the whole way that Roger interacts with the Big O is weird. Like he can command it from a distance and it can do lots of things, but he can do more when he's on the inside of it with these like things on rails, which allow him to swing his arm side to side. I, guess. I like that detail. I like that detail. I like that the pedal is like from a Camaro. It's got like a Swiss cheese design to it. And so good. Yeah, I like, so good. I like the quaintness of the innards. Yeah. It's just, it's like almost like some crane, like some old carnival toy or something. Yeah. Or ride. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like this is, I, at this point we have no idea where Big O comes from. And so I can't tell, is this like a found artifact that Roger has appropriated and it allows him to use it? Or did he build it? In which case, I feel like he would be more familiar with it. But then, like, obviously, Norman knows about Big well, O and no. is, like, transporting it around. The The answer to your question is amnesia. <laughs> I know, but but <laughs> how old is Roger? He's not more than 40 years old. Wikipedia no, no, no. says 25. So, yeah, see, so Roger clearly, like, doesn't have memories of the prior past because he wasn't he wasn't around. You know what's great about that is it, it, we didn't get to see Roger's... We, like, if he wasn't around, then... Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say something. That <laughs> Again, uh, anybody who does have memories that were useful must have been at least 10, which means they're 50 or older, Right. 
And like, if you really knew anything, you were probably like in your 20s, which makes you in your like 60s and 70s by now. Yeah. Like the 40 year old thing is weird. And nobody, there's no books. <laughs> I also like that Angel just has Leiji Matsumoto hair for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. like right out of like Galaxy Express. Like so far, I've been less interested like in Angel. Like curly, uh, curly cues and stuff. Like Catwoman had an agenda, but what has Angel got so far? Like She's nothing for memories, but she never seems to get them. <laughs> I, I don't find her intro very impressive because we get kind of get introduced to her as like this sort of savvy spy type, and and then we see her boobs. There's just like a shot of her boobs for no particular reason was wearing this cat suit, and then like almost immediately she needs to be saved. Yeah, like, you were so close. <laughs> You were so close. And it makes her boobs depressing in that context. <laughs> These are not the bazongas we came for. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the, the show cannot decide how it wants to treat the monsters and how it wants to treat androids. And the problem with Dorothy, as interesting as she is and as fun as she makes everything, is that she raises so many questions that the show does not seem interested in spending time on. Um, it's both too slow and too fast at the same time, which is a strange combination for me. What do you guys think? Did you did you feel like the the pacing worked or? Like, I'm 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 actually pretty neutral on it. Like. Like, like I think, like I, I knew it was going to be Monster of the Week show, so I was like, I'm totally fine with like pacing the pacing, leaving bigger questions later, hopefully. But it is, it is, it is, it is kind of odd. I do feel like it, Dorothy seems like she's going to be a bigger part of it at first because you know we see her communing with the other Megadeus or Megadeus. Um, <laughs> you know, we, you know, as you see. She has like a disc drive in her head. In her head, like oh, I love that thing. Yeah, there's, there's like the questions of you know where you know who who is, who is who is the real person she was kind of made in the image of. Rogers, like, all these all these all these things all these things, but then we kind of drop it pretty fast. Yeah, from you know as what? Much you make a very good point. She's made in the image of somebody who we never in these episodes at least have not met yet. So maybe we will. But, but also it's four episodes into what was planned to be and ultimately is a 26 episode show. So like, yeah, I'm, I'm we're, cool, early cool on, we're early on, but yeah. I mean, I don't need answers just, right away. It's not just the plot related questions though, that she creates questions about. She also creates sort of like these ethical and like social dynamics questions about how androids fit into this world and what their role is and how deep AI goes and like, what 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 rights uh, sentient life has? It's hard to have that and not sort of confront it in some ways. It's kind of what cyberpunk is about in general, and I know this isn't cyberpunk like '80s cyberpunk with like mohawk blue mohawks and stuff. Although that sounds like today, so, so I guess we're living in the cyberpunk era, but. Um, uh, I think Lane answers those questions better. Yes, it does. Doesn't it? <laughs> so, 
<laughs> like in a very in a shorter amount of time, Lane answers those questions. I think it's this. I think it's actually the same length. Isn't it? Is it? Is Lane that like, long? I thought it was short. No, it was pretty. It was pretty long. Hold on. Was it twenty six episodes mm-hmm. long? Maybe it was. I'm Hold sorry on. if I got that um, wrong. It's been a long time since I've seen Lane. Okay. I probably it owe myself very is... much. It was thirteen episodes. No way. I thought I could have sworn it was longer. See. What? No. <laughs> it's okay. It's what the okay. Hell? It's okay. It's wow. just, it was better paced. It was better written. Um, but I still enjoy the series, and uh, it's because a guy with a mummy face who looks like Mac the Knife will show up, and he'll he'll say, "Call me Schwarzwald," and then they'll say, "Black Forest," like it means something. Very Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah. also, also, like the Nightingale thing, like you know, the first episode, the dead, the dead guy is like. Calls calls Roger Nightingale, and then it just turns out that's the name of the club that they go to, and another another guy who's also her father gets killed. And <laughs> there was something to do with singing with Dorothy, right? And then later you see her like singing sort of a binary code lullaby to the or wake up song to the uh, to the giant. Well, she doesn't seem in control of herself story. then, and I always thought I thought that was an interesting point. It's like, well what kind of rogue code is written into Dorothy? Yeah, it, there it, you go. It, it seems like she sort of goes into, maybe not trance, but it seems like the mega deus it deuces. What, what's the <laughs> no, plural? Like the mega, mega dea. Deuce. All right, now I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to let that one go now. Um, <laughs> the mega dea, they, they seem to have this ability to like access her brain. This happens in that first episode too. Yes. When they kind of commute, they commune with her somehow, and she's not into it. <laughs> she's just not into. It. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Dorothy's just not that into you. Um, here's a fun question for you that I just thought of. Okay, say Dorothy's head is a DVD player. What movie is Roger playing? <laughs> a porn. Damn! Because <laughs> no, he's always like bragging about being a playboy, but like we haven't seen we haven't seen a woman actually really like him yet. Well, I guess well, I guess Angel's just like about to get killed by a monster, and she's like, "If you survive, let's hook up." <laughs> like, yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, he just he just he, he just seems like he he's more he's more talk than action. Right? Good answer, Don. <laughs> I I need to. Uh do some research here but it's got to be like one of those hard-boiled detective movies from like the 1950s like, like that big sleep so i mean that's the only thing like i com- i agree completely with the sort of chauvinistic attitude that he's bringing to the table um and it it doesn't make me interested in delving into his character but that's like he's he's playing the part of of a bunch of tropes. He's not, he doesn't feel like an actual character to me. <laughs> I, it's, I'm, it's a very negative take on the character, but honestly, he's one of the least interesting bits of the show to me so far. He just needs, it's almost like he needs just a little bit of time to like do something interesting. <laughs> and usually that time is, is used for, well, I, I like, I like, I only like Roger when Dorothy is, shitting on him <laughs> like, does he deserves it 
Like, yeah, like, he does. He, he does. But I do think I do think we're meant to infer that he's kind of bluffing. Maybe that like that's a good, that he's yeah. un- deep down under it. He's a softy, I guess. Or that I he's guess. like some broken broken guy playing Batman. Ooh, I like that. I like that. And like then like Victoria's he's trying, seen a trying little to, bit yeah. farther than us, so maybe maybe there's something there. Uh, but that is that is all I really have to say about these first four episodes. Uh, I, you know, at the end of the episode, it tells you who won the negotiation for some reason. Uh, Wait, what do you? Oh, it's right. Like, it's like, sometimes it's like come to terms. Yeah, sometimes it's like both sides. That's okay. Thank you for explaining that because I was like, what? What is this? Oh, okay. Yeah, you got it now. Don, did you get it? No, absolutely not. Okay. I was like, is this like the be... new space cowboy? Yes, it is. <laughs> I think so. I think they just added in those little flourishes just to kind of like bring it into parody with Cowboy Bebop. And some of sometimes the show feels like that. Like they're just doing certain things to bring it into parody. Not parody. Are you sure? <laughs> What's the I'm same studio? Sure. Yeah. Also, I'm also... Say, Oh, what was that? Also, I was saying also also a studio known for its giant robot shows. There are a couple of shots in it that remind me of Escaflone, but that's that's probably that may not be where they're referencing. I mean, they they do Gundam. Yeah, there are probably Gundam do. references in and, there that you know, I'm just a dilettante on. So, and you touched on it earlier, but one of the reasons why people think that it did not do well is because shows at that studio are made specifically to sell toys. And, and I mean, this is a cynical look and it's not my outlook, but it's one that was popular at the time that this show just doesn't sell toys. It just didn't appeal to the Japanese like collector mindset that Gundam did. Gundams are boxy, but they're good. The dais is like, it's, it's like Stonehenge or something. I don't know. It's like, they're very, it's a very weird shape and it's got these ridiculous looking arms and the monsters are okay, but they're not like, I'm going to write home to my mom about how cool these monsters are. It's just more like you're going to write home to, to your mom, like saying, please get me Gundam for Christmas. And then. Yeah, and she gets you the big O. <laughs> so we time. have we have the big O. We have Gundam at home. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're kind of more like kaiju fights than they are giant Agreed. robot fights. Agreed. So I saw that was a criticism a lot of people had was that like the fights, the, you know, the the robots and the fights look like shit. But I was like, yeah, but if you just think of them as like Godzilla type fights, it's it's not. Yeah, they're clever so little puzzles too for Roger to figure out. You know, some of them have different different things that he has to like work with. But the problem is that we don't know what the Big O is capable of, so they could just keep adding different missiles and things. Uh, like I'm sure that Norman is at home and he's like, "I gotta outfit the Big O with this type of rocket." God damn it! <laughs> then he he gets on the train with the little pump handle. <laughs> Anyway, Don, you had something to say? <laughs> no, no, I. Or if I did, it was definitely blown out of my mind when you started talking about Norman. I'm mean, like, how does Norman have any? Not like Norman, I guess, is old enough to possibly have memories. Maybe that'll come up. But what a 
sort of head fake that is working for Roger and not actually telling him stuff like that. Yeah, that 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 stuff did come up as far as, as far as I have watched. So don't worry, don't worry. Things get ex- things do get explained later. Good because they you definitely don't, don't in the beginning. <laughs> no, but no, but that's okay. Just, that's okay. You know, um, I I just it, on that vein, I just have to say I've also been watching um, hmm. uh, Adventure Time. Uh, which I didn't realize has quite as many episodes as it does. I was like, oh, I'm watching this show. There can't be that many more episodes. I've watched a bunch. And then I looked it up. I'm like, oh, my God, there's like hundreds more episodes. But in terms of like, I watched a ton of episodes and now like somewhere around 70 episodes in, I think, or maybe more, I feel like, oh, now there is sort of like an underlying narrative and this isn't just some fever dream of some guy who's totally high on his stash. Like there does appear to be some sort of logic, but it's taking a long time to get there. It just happens to be a little more entertaining or a little more original than the big O as I'm going through it. So yeah, some things do take a while to build. But I assume it seems cool at the time for people watching on Cartoon Network. And by the way, it was Toonami, not Adult Swim. I did some Googling on the side. Um, No, I mean, I I was the one who said it and I said it wrong. (laughs) Good call. But my my thought is that it was probably cool at the time when anime was just getting mainstream. And this was like, this probably seemed fresh. This probably seemed like really fresh. Like, oh, it's kind of like Batman, but it's it's got robots or it's very stylish. And I do don't even remember where that thought started. But. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys what you thought of the, the ending theme. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the smooth jazz of my nightmares. Like, that's it's, like, like, it's like you would hear it in a supermarket. That's like the that's that's the version of endless love that your grandma buys for you at Christmas. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think even my I don't think even my grandparents would have been into that. No, I was it was yeah, it was um, it's it's like it's like those bad duets from like the seventies eighties era. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's. But maybe Don likes it. Don, <laughs> I honestly think I've just skipped it every time. Every time <laughs> you have to listen to it at least once. Go back next time, and we'll ask you again. Is it a karaoke? I feel like we should just do it one time at karaoke. We really ne- should. Yeah, and then just never again. I I would love to do it in a room full of people who've never heard of the Big O. Yeah. Sing it really passionately, like maybe record it, and then just never never do it again. What if we What if we released it? And just said it was our song. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody even knew. Wouldn't even get a copyright strike because no one's actually going to pursue. It. No. no. Um, the, the, the opening theme sounds like "Lump" by the Presidents of the United States of America. It's lump. It's yeah, lump. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Damn. I was going to say the opening theme kind of rocks, but yeah, I hear that for sure. You're you're not going to unhear it now. And the, I, I like an opening theme that just says the name of the show, the big O. It's showtime, bro, or whatever it says. Bro. <laughs> anyway, this is all with the time we have for this episode. These are going to run a little bit shorter. They're going to be a little bit, uh, you know, breezier. And uh, let's end the show as we always do. 
by saying the phrase that we always do. Okashku. Ikoyo. That gave me the big. Oh. <laughs> and I'm back, no.